When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! All right, today on Horror Movie Night, we've all come down with something. Scott's caught that mid-century romanticism. I've got a case of I just had to watch this fucking movie blues, and Matt (laughs) has chronic ocular addiction, coupled with a horrible habit of hoarding movies and Blu-rays. Please pray for our speedy recovery. All right, guys, so... (laughs) (laughs) We've also caught the giggles. (laughs) All right, so today we are discussing Dr. Giggles from 1993 as picked by me. Congratulations! Yay! So I I do have my my breakdown of the movie. Uh, I do want to throw out there that not only did I rewatch this movie for this podcast, but I forced a group of friends to rewatch this movie for the (laughs) podcast. And some of them had some pretty solid one-liners that I will bring up if necessary. But let's get started. Dr. Giggles, uh, this movie opens with the most realistic CGI that I've ever seen of a heart being sliced (laughs) open. Yeah, it was definitely 1993. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait, we need to give the listener a little backstory here. The reason you picked this movie was because when I came to visit back in April... You had been talking this movie up for like a month beforehand, and I'm like, hey, do you have a copy of Dr. Giggles? And you're like, fuck, do I? Well, no, 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 no. It wasn't even just that I've been talking it up for a month. We had done the last panel at that convention, which will actually be released. That episode of Same More Show will be released the same weekend as this. But in that one, uh, we were talking about movies that deserve to become franchises, and I mentioned Dr. Giggles, and you laughed. But, like, half the guys in the audience were like, no, Dr. Giggles was a fucking good-ass slasher movie. So you're like, well, do you have it? And we put it on and watched it, and we were Skyping with Adam while watching Dr. Giggles the whole time and just kept going, 
we're, I'm picking this next. You got to pick this next, Matt. And I was like, I'll pick it next. I promise. The only thing I knew about it was I got a screenshot from you guys that had like <laughs> Netflix subtitles or something on it. It was just a girl and it said pounding continues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. So yeah, no. So it is 1993 and the CGI in this movie screams you're watching a movie from 1993. But in this scene is also where we are introduced to Dr. Giggles, who is a brilliant patient with a, a big IQ uh, who thinks that he's a doctor, but no one knows his true identity. Kills his way through this mental hospital and returns to his hometown, which is called Moore High, uh, which I'm putting out because the students go to Moore High High School. He... <laughs> While in Moore Not High, the worst pun of the entire movie, no. but it's up there. Uh, when he returns to his hometown, he goes to his father's house and breaks down a wall that reveals a hidden doctor's office. At this point, uh, one of my favorite quotes from a friend watching this movie was when my friend's fiance goes, Oh, wait, so like he thinks he's his dad or something? And her fiance responds back with going, Oh, were you not aware that he was mentally unstable? Because I'm pretty sure the movie's been establishing that for the last half hour. But we are introduced to Jennifer, who has a heart condition, maybe. She has uh, to... I, sh- I love the ambiguity. It really makes this movie <laughs> like... so much more watchable. <laughs> There's one line at the end where she's like, after having done a lot of strenuous activity, she's just kind of like, oh, I can't breathe. Yeah. I'm having trouble with That's really the only indication <laughs> that she might actually have something physically wrong with her. Well, and I love that he gives her this heart monitor and is like, don't do anything strenuous for the next week. And before Dr. Giggles is trying to kill her, she's fucking walking home from the doctor's office, which leads to that super weird fucking scene where some random-ass woman's just like, that's a funny types of radio you got there. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, when I rewatched it for this, for this discussion... I'm pretty sure that that's the lady who gets, who has the, I think that's the lady who lives across the street from the old house, and, and like, she's the old lady that calls, she's like, I need a doctor, he's like, luckily I make house calls, and then he... Oh, it, it is, because she's got the, the poodle. It's yeah, the poodle. yeah. Thank. Oh, uh, and hey, I, I just, I made myself a couple little notes, and I'm so glad that that dog didn't die. Yeah. Too bad for the lady, but yeah, thank goodness that dog didn't die. <laughs> so Jennifer's dating this dude, Max. And uh, I, I have a quote here from the first time that you introduced the Max. And this isn't a direct quote from the line, but it might as well be. It's, hey, baby, I'm playing sax at a bar one night of a week this summer, so we could totally fuck for those other six nights this week. Because I know nothing gets you wetter than a guy who only works three to four hours a week. But dude, 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 this movie's calling back the sexy sax guy from <laughs> Lost Boys. Absolutely. All right, so Dr. Giggles pretty much starts killing every person that is near him immediately with no rhyme or reason. Meanwhile, Except shitty puns. It, uh, it seemed like if he didn't realize Jennifer had a heart problem, he would have just gone house to house to house to house, just killing anyone that was inside. Yeah, so, so, so Max... Except for a little kid playing Dr. Mario. Because he was a terminal case already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Max is cheating on Jennifer with some skanky asshole, which causes <laughs> causes Jennifer to remove her heart monitor in rage. And Dr. Giggles finds it and realizes that she's got this heart condition. And then we flash back to Dr. Giggles' origin story, uh, which is that his dad was a doctor and his mom also had a heart condition. And the dad started killing people to try to find a new heart to put into the mom. And when the cops came, he like sewed Dr. Giggles into the mom's dead body. 
and there's like a whole thing about there's something that someone pointed out that I want to mention. Did you understand why he giggles when he giggles? Because mm-hmm. I never noticed it until someone else pointed it out to me. Yeah. When he's a kid, his dad like when when the mom's dying, the dad starts laughing and someone pointed out like did you notice that he only laughs when like any other normal person would be upset about the circumstances? <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous, and that's probably not intentional because I don't think this movie I'm had that much. Pre- yeah, I was about to say, I'm it. pretty positive this movie did not think it through that much. But because Doctor Giggles knows about this heart condition, he is going to save Jennifer's life, and then he dies like a thousand times before eventually getting electrocuted by Jennifer, which is pretty awesome when he gets electrocuted because you get the combination of him giggling while being electrocuted, <laughs> which, which kind of sounds like Daffy Duck at one point. <laughs> like, it's just like, woo like, Yeah, that's a pretty spot-on impression, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. I, I think that we figured out what you're going to be for Halloween this year. <laughs> I, I do have one or two other uh, fake quotes <laughs> that I wrote down that, that we can pull from this movie. Well, I, actually, let's let's... I'll save those for when they are appropriate. So, Adam... You're the one who had never seen this movie before. How much did you hate this movie? It was not the fucking masterpiece that you guys made it out to be. <laughs> That's my <laughs> fucking so dream. Is that we were like, this movie's so good, but then we met, left out like the, the in parentheses part that's like, for a piece of shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can tell why you guys love it, but I, was, I literally just finished watching it. Sitting alone in your apartment having to watch that <laughs> no, movie. It's not, yeah, it's not fun by yourself. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. I don't know. There's still they have to watch it with Matt. That's like the caveat. (laughs) There's still so many great scenes. Like, okay, I am going to use the one quote. Like, the fucking the so the best part, the part that I remember from this movie because I I remember this trailer and this poster distinctly. Like, I fucking remember Doctor Giggles from 1993 because the advertisement was in the back of like every Marvel comic for some reason. Yes, um, it was. Oh my god, it sure was. <laughs> so when I finally started renting horror movies, Doctor Giggles was like top of the list. Like I need to watch Doctor Giggles, and I I remember liking it even as a kid when I watched it, but I didn't rewatch it for years until it came out on DVD. But the one thing that I always remembered was the fucking super hipster guy with the backwards cap and the sunglasses and the. <laughs> Maybe and she won't notice. Maybe okay. So beyond that, the maybe she won't notice line I always remembered. I didn't remember that literally his like pitch to this chick is fucking. Hey, so uh, I stole some of my mom's lingerie. Can you put that on? Like that's not weird or anything, right? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Ever since I found my mom's Victoria's Secret, I've been <laughs> ma- like waiting to do this. Okay, there, fucking yeah, Oedipus. Okay, Oedipus, fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we were watching the movie and he was trying to get the condom out of the toilet, my buddy, my buddy Josh starts yelling, N- "Everybody knows you don't use the brush side down to do this." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. The condom in the toilet. Also, because why did he unwrap it? You gotta like, put it on. Why was it unrolled? For shit. You gotta, you gotta walk around with it for a bit. <laughs> It just reminds me of Can't Hardly Wait when he's like, Yo, should I put on the Jimmy hat now? Oh, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> and then Dr. Giggles cuts off his ding-dong, so there's that going for it, too. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I watched Castle Freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really, really want to hear about that one, but we gotta... <laughs> I, have, I have notes, too, though. I have okay. just, like, 
six notes that I have to say. <laughs> should I intersperse them with yours, Adam, or should we do them like... Uh, you might as well just mix them in with mine, because I don't actually okay. have a lot. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Let's, yeah, th- there are, there are th- uh, four things that I want to bring up with this movie that I think... One of them's kind of a making fun of, but the other three are, like, things that I genuinely like about this movie. I think that the scene in the mirror room in the funhouse is way too good for this movie. Dude, and I know why you love this movie, is because it's got a fucking funhouse scene. Jesus. You're so predictable. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I love that scene. I I think that it is fantastic. I, I... It doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie uh, cinematically. It's way too well shot and and creative and interesting and and really just doesn't make sense in the rest of this movie, but I love that scene. The waiting room scene is like that classic 80s slasher movie that we don't do anymore, and it really bums me out. You mean like all the kids are dead, it's like the denouement of everybody's bodies or the whatever? Yeah, like we don't do that anymore. And I mean, we don't even really have slasher movies that much anymore, but even like... When we did, like, even Scream in those movies didn't really do that scene as much. Like, it was more the person running around and finding the bodies in all body, yeah. But, like, you know, uh, Sleepaway Camp 2, I know, definitely did it. But, like, a bunch of other yeah. slash oh, movies yeah. do that thing where all the bodies are stored in one location and someone walks in that location. I always love that scene in a movie. I appreciate that pretty much all of the weapons that Dr. Giggles uses to kill people are... Like actual out of date doctor's equipment from the ah uh, maybe uh, like some, some of them. them. I I understand what you're saying. Like the ice cream kill is fucking gross and awesome. Yeah. Um, but let's just not go too far and say that that thermometer kill is like realistic here. <laughs> that's my favorite kill, by the way. It's like a really really funny kill. And you know, plus like. How bad would it suck to to die in your mom's in your boyfriend's mom's lingerie? <laughs> like, uh, just think about that tonight when you're going to sleep. And then the one ridiculous thing that I wanted to point out that I never noticed, but someone else pointed it out when we were watching it, is that no one turns on the lights at any crime scene in any point in this movie. <laughs> Every single time that a cop walks uh, into any crime scene, it's in pitch black as they're walking around. I better not disturb the crime scene. <laughs> but I, I genuinely believe that, that Dr. Giggles, had it been released in the 80s instead of 1993, would have been a, a decent little franchise i don't think that it would have been like the next friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street but you might have gotten like two or three sequels out of it like a slumber party massacre or something and i, I well, how think... would they have gotten sequels out of it if he got killed like four times in this one yeah, it happens all the time in movies i i just think that okay. well I'll, i'm gonna save it for my notes but this movie does have a crossover with other movies i am excited to hear I, those crossovers actually I, I figured it out i figured it out <laughs> But I think that, like, it just, I think that he's kind of a cool slasher. It, it's, you know, he's got the pun thing, which can get a little annoying, but he's got, like, the the weird force giggle that I like. Larry Drake, I think, does a great job playing the character. And Oh, I, yeah, Larry Drake's awesome. And I think that it's one of those killer, it, it would have been one of those franchises like A Nightmare on Elm Street where, unlike a Mike Myers or a Jason where they, they're kind of like a one-trick pony, there's always more things that you can come up with for Dr. Giggles to use as weapons and, and like, just keep pushing the limit of absurdity of tying in, like, different pieces of medical equipment as uh, murder weapons. But that's that's all I've got. If you guys are ready, we can go into notes. Notes, 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 notes,
All right, so these are the Dr. Giggle notes. <laughs> this movie predicted Osmosis Jones years before it even happened. That that hand joke uh, where he like puts the hands over her shoulder uh, or whatever. Stupid just, sexy Dr. Phillips arms. <laughs> just really sets the tone for the rest of this movie. I like I like a, an audible groan came out of me when that happened. I was like, oh fuck! I know exactly what this the, is. That's not the groan that I had when I saw that part for the first time. Was oh, you had a moan more like it. So many doctor puns just in the first yes! five minutes. <laughs> I remember, I remember, like I was keeping track and I paused it, and they were literally averaging one doctor pun per minute uh, for like the first twenty-seven minutes of the movie. Not enough. Right. I know that you probably thought that the, that shit wore pretty thin, but I think that's the saving grace of this movie as it has aged is that it's just so goddamn corny. Yeah, it really is. Looks like Dr. Giggles is going to kill the cast of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, my God. And the stoner guy is from PCU. Yes, he is. <laughs> Matt and I already had this conversation back in April, but, yeah, he was. he's, like, one of the two stoner guys that are walking around, like, putting up flyers, and then Moonbeam's, like, she grabs the... the the hammer from them when they're putting up the first flyer and she's like i heard that tree scream and they're like uh forget this is too hard yeah, let's just not do it <laughs> yeah it's the exact same character i um, love pcu so much though. i do too but man his hair is terrible oh man so bad and oh my god the, into the dear sweet jesus the fashion in this movie <laughs> everybody's wearing fucking zubas it's bad <laughs> Yeah, but we all looked like that at one time, too. Yes, I, I will admit that when I hit junior high, I was pretty upset that I wasn't able to wear sweatpants to school anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, this should be a shock to no one, but uh, Matt <laughs> Kelly's high school fashion was a lot of tie-dye and Hawaiian t-shirts. Uh, well, I mean, this is probably also why you're still a virgin, so... <laughs> <laughs> Which ties in perfectly to my Castle Freak commentary later. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, did I mention I watched Castle Freak? <laughs> All right. Um. Oh my God. So so much exposition in this movie. This movie could be like an hour long if it wasn't for the goddamn exposition. Like there there are four serious exposition moments where it's like a good five minutes of flashbacks and or some dude being like. Smoking a stogie, like this was the worst night of my life. That we <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, yeah, like a character will just stop and be like, "You see this bottle of booze? I saw a little boy crawl out of a woman's stomach." <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you premise every story. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, also, this movie is so racist. The black couple dies first. Yeah, but the black cop makes it all the way to the bitter end. No, he dies too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, but he gets all the way to like hour the the, the hour and ten minute mark. Okay, well, I guess that makes it almost all right. Look, um, did you really but- want to see more of Doug E. Doug's acting throughout this movie? I'm pretty sure his one day on set was very was all they needed for Doug E. Doug. I'm pretty sure that I know who they should recast Blade as. <laughs> <laughs> also, best cops ever. No DUIs for the drunk kids who get caught, and then they make them drive home. Yeah, no, I have that note too. It's like, dear drunk teens, please get in your vehicles and drive somewhere else. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Alright, um, so of all, of all the secret things to have in your basement, a hidden doctor's office is probably the lamest. Then that, that, Eric, that, dude, when I have, like, the next house that I buy is totally going to have that kind of basement. Well, well, someone pointed this out. They're like, wait, so before he was an insane doctor, still when people wanted to go see them, they had to come to his house, walk through his house, through like a trap door into the basement? The 50s were a different time, man. That woman that, uh, that like, walks, was walking the dog... She sees, like, whatever, what she thinks is, like, the radio. She gets so uncomfortably close to that girl's crotch. She's like, oh, look at my face in there. What's that, a radio? Jesus Uh, Christ. Dude, it was the 90s. Personal space wasn't a thing yet. She Like, that whole scene is super awkward because besides the fact that she's like, well, that's a funny kind of radio. And then she's like, it's not a radio. She's like, well, what is it then? Like, fucking leave me alone, lady. (laughs) Also, doesn't she see Dr. Giggle's, Giggle's eye through the peephole and then, like, fucking goes home like nothing happened she goes home calls the police but then puts on a nightie and gets ready for bed it's like well what did you call the fucking police for what do you right like oh god man okay you know what this movie needs to be it needs to be a psa for old people with dementia living at home because she obviously forgot what she had just seen three minutes ago (laughs) before she crossed the street Uh, but that her kill was pretty sweet i wish that they would have uh let that one go on a little bit longer but that's okay so uh I, so those black teens get locked in that room. They can't escape. They they think that their friend is like terrorizing them, and they're just like, ah, that's classic stew, classic stew maneuver right there. Ah, you got friends an asshole. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. right. Yeah. Then the the neighbor lady, uh, uh, he like switches out her pill, and he switches it out a red pill for a blue pill. So that does that mean that she stays asleep and is still in the matrix? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> you get that interior mouth shot where, like, it's the camera is pointing out from her mouth, and I like that shot. That was pretty cool. That's probably uh, why that's my favorite kill of the movie. Yeah, it's good. And then, and then he like he's like, I found the problem, and he jams that thing up her nose, and you know what the problem was? Copenhagen left the tracker inside <laughs> your brain. Give the people air, Cohagen. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, of course, it's uh, the screenwriter has to tie it all back together, so Dr. Giggles probably killed her mom and took her heart, of course. Yeah, and then she throws that heart monitor away. I'm like, you're a real fucking, like, why'd you do that? Why'd you throw that away? That thing is monitoring your heart. Those hormones make you do wacky fucking things. Uh, hey, you want to come over and try my mom's panties on? <laughs> That's the quotes and dog quotes right there. <laughs> uh, and then the whole condom in the toilet thing, it's like, yeah, if you get that thing out of there, whatever, but if Dr. Giggles doesn't kill you, then the fucking urinary tract infection probably will. Like, That's gross, man. It's real gross. And when he holds it up, there's a bunch of holes in it, too. Yeah. It's it spraying water. Yeah, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. It's probably for the best that he got killed. Yeah, really. We don't want that hair being... It's, Give it to someone else. Yeah, so you don't want that jeans. reproducing. Has a, has there ever been a scene in a movie or show where a woman imitates fellatio on an inanimate object and it was actually attractive? Because when she's like knobbing on that that saxophone, <laughs> just gross. What like, are you kidding, dude? Okay, maybe it's because I played saxophone for three years, but I was rock solid. <laughs> yeah, but you hated yourself for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Loved every second of it. Um, I'm going to sleep good tonight. Don't worry about me. Um, 
<laughs> that uh, when they're in the the mirror house and that chick runs face first into the glass, on uh, like my only real buck like belly chuckle in this whole movie was when that happened. I thought that was pretty good. And then it ruins it because she turns around later and has a huge comical fucking band aid over her face. I'm like, come on, <laughs> choose like choose one or the other here. Come on. Oh, I love the giant band aid. Her- I feel like you get you're, you're you're thinking way too hard about this fucking movie. Yeah, you might be right. That's my job, though. I gotta take these fucking notes. Um, <laughs> I, I have one more note, and I can't believe that you haven't gotten there yet. It's taking forever. Hurry up. Okay, okay. And then uh, the little boy comes popping out of the stomach, and he goes, ah, You thought they smelled bad on the outside. And he ah, Nice! <laughs> Man, this is the most. This is like the ultimate referential podcast ever. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder she has heart problems. When she has that dream, her heart is on the outside of her fucking rib cage. Yeah, uh, that 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 the attention to detail really fell off by that point in this movie. It really disappointed yeah. me. Um, this is the point in the movie that I realized that Toulon had claimed that Jester was a doctor in his previous life. <laughs> <laughs> And Jester and Dr. Giggles make the same fucking noise. Oh, my God. So when Dr. Giggles died at the end of this movie, Toulon came along, put it in a puppet, and killed Nazis. All right, I guess Dr. Giggles is all right. He gets to go to heaven now. Yeah, there you go. So you want a sequel? Fucking, it's, you, you got one. It's called Toulon's Revenge. You don't want it. I guess this is the best I can do for you, my dear. <laughs> Come along, my friends. Let's get, let's get away. <laughs> Matthew, this many belly laughs in a long ass time. Oh god damn it! I'm so glad I picked Doctor Giggles. <laughs> really gonna bring down the mood when I pick Found next round. Ah, okay. I'm gonna be like out of town. I'm not actually picking found. Calm down. Any more notes? I'm calm. Uh, I got a heart condition. Time to do a doctor's best. Do best. That was such a good line. That's like the best line in this whole movie. He picks up the golf club? Yes. Yeah, that was the most subtle pun in the movie, and I liked it. It was good. Um, There we go. Finally found one you fucking liked. Can we talk about how disgusting the... uh... The fourth wall break is in this movie as Dr. Giggles dies and he's like, Is Sarah Doctor? And then it's just like the biggest wad of spit humanly possible <laughs> spills out of his face. He's like, In the house! And then collapses. Really? really? That's the grossest part of this movie for you? Not the ice cream being regurgitated with blood in it and like parts of people's insides? Okay. Well, because that's all fake shit, but that is probably really Larry Drake's spit just spewing out of his face in the biggest glob of saliva I've ever seen. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'd rather drink Larry Drake's spit than that fucking gross nastiness that they use for the prop on the other, one, the other kill. I don't know. That ice cream, when it came out the second time, looked better than it, it did. It did look better. Also... <laughs> Her stepmom's a total bitch, yeah. and she ate, like, an entire pint of ice cream. That's bullshit. That, my suspension of disbelief was totally destroyed. When when she ate the ice cream the first time around, it looked like she was just spooning, like, a bowl of melted butter or something. It looked fucking gross. It looked like sour cream to me. Dude, I, yeah. I don't know about you, but when I'm upset about my new husband and his bitch daughter, um, I don't totally eat, like, at least eight ounces of sour cream. Yeah, whenever I'm upset about somebody caring about the well-being of their child, I always binge eat. <laughs> 
That's, yeah, like that's, that's so shit. Like, man, I'm I was so glad when she died because she's such a bitch. Like, she's terrible. That's like, it, not even like that's just bad characterization. And then that woman was just like, "How is it possible for me to be more of a Disney villain?" I got it, and she just acted that way. When choosing a heart for transplant, it's really not that hard. You just use the Goldilocks method. This Do one's we, too big. Oh, yeah. this one's too small. But this one's just right. <laughs> Did it come out of a man? Do they have the same blood type? Oh, it doesn't matter. It'll fit in there. I'll squeeze it in. Here, th- that's, that's not they, bad movie they logic, not though. Establish that he's mentally unstable by this point. Okay, he's totally unstable and not a real doctor. So it's not like he'd give a fuck about like blood type or keeping anyone alive. And then. Uh, Jen, right? It's Jennifer? Yes. Jennifer's running around for like crazy at the end of the movie. She was just dead for like five full minutes, right? I didn't just imagine that. I mean, she was sitting there dead and she gets up and she's she's moving around pretty okay. Climbing stairs and shit. She's doing all right. And uh, then Dr. Giggles is killed by his own lame puns. That's the end of the movie. Uh, so one, one question I have for you guys. Dr. Vanagut versus Dr. Giggles. Who would win in a fight? Dr. Who? Vanagut from House of Haunted Hill. Oh. Mm. Dr. Giggles. Uh, I don't know. I want to say Vanagut. I think Dr. Dr. Vanagut has a way higher body count. And it's Jeffrey Combs. Come on. Oh, Which, yeah. Hey, guys. Guess who is the star of Castle Freak? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Should we get Wait. into what we watch? Because I think Scott's excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll ask this question real quick before we jump into that. Because I know the answer for me is a resounding yes. But would either one of you ever watch this movie again? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I, I totally wouldn't watch it alone, though. I'd have to watch it with somebody. Yeah, this is if like I'm it follows, but a slasher flick, like you have to share it with someone, and then they share it with someone. <laughs> yes, and just like it follows, it's a dirty, dirty, sexually transmitted one as well. <laughs> I yeah, I'd probably watch it drunk with a group of people. I think we would make fun of it the whole time. And weirdest movie night was the best time I've ever had watching this movie. Second only to watching it with Scott. But yeah, the more people that you watch this movie with, I think the more fun it is because you're definitely able to really laugh at the shittiness of it all. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Well, I know that Adam and I both have the exact same movie that we watched this week so do we want to start with that and say make scott wait more to talk about castle freak well what wait what movie did we both watch it follows oh yeah oh do we even want to talk about that i've been talking we've been talking about it all week and shit uh listen we we i didn't like it follows i was okay it was frustrating to watch because the main character was a fucking idiot i think i think my issue with it follows that i concluded is that it's overly frustrating to me because it seems like there's only one part of the movie that's not working but it's such a crucial important part of the movie because it's the script like the script (laughs) did not take the time to like really fucking think out its character's motivations its character's decisions or the rules of this thing and that really sucks because it's like the acting is good the camera work is fantastic like the direction is good. like everything else works really, really well, except for the script, which is the most important factor in what should work in the movie. <laughs> like uh, just so many 
uh, like them ignoring stuff, like the characters and the scriptwriter just completely ignoring their own rules and stuff that happened earlier in the movie. Like at one point, the ghost gets shot in the neck. It just gets right back up and keeps walking. And then at the end of the movie, they shoot it in the head, and they're like, "Oh, that must have done it." Like, what makes you think that? You shot it earlier. It didn't do it. Like, what the fuck? Well, and that whole thing with the pool. Like, ah. Well, there's more things that confuse me. Is that people when they're discussing this movies talk about scenes that I completely took in a different direction. Like, people make reference to like, yeah, so and so slept with those prostitutes, and that, and then never told them anything, and that's why blah 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 blah. And I'm like, there is nothing in this movie that implies any of that. Any of it. In fact, the scene with the quote-unquote prostitutes, to me, implies that he drove past them and was like, yeah, nope, not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's times where she, like, it'll, she'll drive away, she'll go and hide, and she'll, like, fall asleep somewhere. And when she gets up, she just longingly looks in one direction. I'm like, check your fucking spots. Uh, this thing could be coming from any direction. Like, I would constantly <laughs> be twirling around. Just constantly, like, east-south-northwest, east-south-northwest, just to make sure that it wasn't sneaking up on me. Because it fucking sneaks up on her, like, three times in this movie. I'm like, it, it doesn't have to happen. Just well, pay attention. Well, the, there was that one girl, uh, Quinn, during the discussion of It Follows on the Facebook page, that literally was like, if I was in this situation, I would try every fucking thing humanly possible, and they try nothing. You, I mean, you wrote out the rules on there. If, if you want to have a good laugh, read Adam's rules of It Follows on how to die, and it follows on that uh, discussion page on the Facebook page, because uh, it's, it's pretty fucking good. But uh, what else did you watch, Adam? I watched Electric Boogaloo, the wild, untold story of canon films. I heard that's and, great. Uh, it was it was fucking awesome because you don't ever really want to sit down and watch the entirety of a canon film because those <laughs> things are just fucking awful. But it shows you all the best parts. Um, I might I might sit down and watch Life Force though. Oh, you that would love Life Force. Amazing. Life Force I, is so good. I'm sure that I would. I got it like queued up. There are too so wide. many boobs in it too. I was. I know, and such awesome boobs i would yeah i saw some clips from it it looks great they reviewed that on another podcast uh the, the documentary and they said like the best part of that documentary is that it seems to imply that for whatever reason they just thought toby hoover could do no wrong and just gave him money for the most insane shit and that, like they said like life force invaders from mars like they just fucking throw him money and be like, do whatever you want, man. Uh, I think it was Invaders from Mars that like kind of broke that relationship, though. Yeah. Because it came back and it was like cartoonish and funny. And they were like, well, we wanted a scary movie. And Toby Hooper was like, did you read the fucking script? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that version of Invaders from Mars. Like, it's not great, but it's definitely a fun watch. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a really good documentary. I would suggest it. And then I finally got around to watching... Lost Souls, the doom story of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau, which uh, was even fucking crazier than I realized. Like, that was some really, really nuts fucking shit. And Richard Stanley's a very strange, strange man. And Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer are both dicks. Uh, that's, that, that was it. Yep, that's okay. it for me. I watched season, all of season two of BoJack Horseman, and it's fantastic. I, I think BoJack Horseman is the best show that is on Netflix. And I know a lot of people think that that's weird because they'll look at that show and not watch it and think that it's just like an Adult Swim reject. 
and it's not. It, it starts sure? off. It starts off feeling like an Adult Swim reject. The first two or three episodes of every season kind of trick you, and then you watch it, and it's so much more dark and depressing and and realistic than anything. You're not that is selling this cartoon for that, me. Uh, like there's well, uh, but it's 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 not necessarily a con- like there's comedic moments, but like there is a whole episode of this second season. That is a satire on how the news covers the Bill Cosby rapes. It's got it's, potential rapes. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's actually the whole point of the, the the episode is, you know, it's all he said, she said. No, it's he said, they said. And it's like, yeah, but they're all floozies and he's him, so it doesn't matter. Like and like that's kind of the sense of humor, and, and it's just insi- like it's a re- but it's a really great cartoon series. Paul F. Tompkins character, Mister Peanut Butter. And Aaron Paul's character of Todd are like the main focus of this season, and they both are fucking hysterical. But yeah, it's definitely one of those cartoons where you'll be laughing for like twenty minutes of it, and the last five minutes is always like a punch in the gut with like some some like actual reality it mixed into it, which Adult Swim shows would never actually do. And then finally, not a movie, but I did go see Evil Dead the musical this weekend, and it was a lot of fucking fun actually. I had a really good time with it, and the songs are kind of catchy. So if you were you in the were you in the splash zone? No, I got the seat directly behind the splash zone, so it was cheaper, but I still got splashed. Nice. <laughs> but that that's it, really. That's all I've got. That's well, on to you, Scott. Did you watch anything? <laughs> Did you have to watch a movie about cellar dwellers or castle freaks? Uh, well, let me let me let me ramp up to that. I watched a couple movies this week. Started off with The Willies, because in last week's podcast, I was asking if Campfire Tales had the tagline of you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll puke, you'll die. It wasn't. It was The Willies. I found The Willies on YouTube, uh, watched the whole thing. Frank from uh, Return of the Living Dead plays a really sweet character in that, if you haven't seen it. And you got an hour and like 15 minutes to kill, watch on YouTube. But it's not really good. It's... Uh, it. I watched... I'm glad I watched it because I have wanted to see it since it came out. But I was obviously too young back then, so whatever. In any case, then I watched Cellar Dweller because Matt did a Geekscape article where he got Cellar Dweller and Castle Freak double Blu-ray disc uh, to review for, for Geekscape. And uh, so I watched both of them. I started with Cellar Dweller, and that was pretty forgettable. Uh, but Jeffrey Combs is in both of them. Uh, Jeffrey Combs dies in the first five minutes of Cellar Dweller, and that's really the high point of the movie. Although I did really like all of the comic book panels in the film. There were a lot of pokies, even if the women weren't cold. In real life, <laughs> which I found interesting, but you know that that was a really good episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, no, or, that's or, literally or, what it is. Or Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it was um, definitely a ripoff of the Tales from the Crypt episode. Well, the Tales from the Crypt episode came after Cellar Dweller, but yeah, there's a there's an episode in season two uh, that is okay. literally Cellar Dweller. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, the Cellar Dweller's eyes are far too docile for the rest of the monsters. It's supposed to be a werewolf vampire hybrid, but its eyes are like, oh, I'm so soft, and I want to be your friend. I don't know, it's strange, but uh, entertaining film, uh, worth the hour that I spent watching it, because, you know, I obviously fast-forwarded through most of the exposition, because fuck that noise. I uh, did the same thing for Castle Freak. There was no ding-dong in that film. <laughs> Literally, there was no ding-dong in that film. Cellar Dweller has no dick, but the thing that falls on the floor is his thumb, which he bites off 
so he can get out of his restraints, which I don't understand why when his mother was a, alive and beating the shit out of him with a, a studded uh, cat of nine tails, he didn't consider that for the first, you know, like 40 years of his life or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, Cellar Dweller is a fucking perv. He wants to lick everyone's nipples um, and has nothing else to offer sexually, uh, but he is just so horny. It, you know, I... It, I kind of felt like the girl, the blind daughter, was doing her best blind girl impression of Jennifer Connelly in Phenomena, Phenomenon, which isn't really saying much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a pretty gross film. Uh, I don't know if I'm better for having watched it, but it did give me an idea for one of my next Geekscape articles for myself. So thanks for that, Matt. So yeah, I, I and I oh and I watched Madman from 1982. Uh, I watched that. I think I burnt through that in about a half an hour because it was so terrible. Okay, um, never mind that. I was gonna say what? I've always wanted to see it and I never have. No, no. no, there's nothing worth watching in it. The kills are boring. The monster design, the, the killer design is crap. It plods along. There's one character who thankfully gets murdered, who um, is like some sort of philosophy student or something, and he just goes on all these diatribes about like morality and so i was like fast forward no thanks don't give a shit there's also a quick like underlying theme that i got for a second where i was like oh is the one chick kind of like does she have like a lesbian crush on the survivor girl no uh she gives her this like sidelong glance but then it doesn't go into anything and it's just this movie so this movie well i read up on it afterwards i was like that movie was a total train wreck and I guess I guess that the guys that wrote it and directed it were originally going to have it be about Cropsy, and they and then the burning was already in production, and they were like, "Well, we can't do it about Cropsy anymore because the burning is basically a straight rip of the Cropsy urban legend." And so they kind of rewrote it, and it just lost all of its interesting points, I guess, because it was just whatever. It was it was total. It was probably one of the worst slashers I've seen as far as derivative bullshit. So I have a bunch more on my list to watch and I'm hoping that I got through Madman without having to go through another one as bad as Madman. So that was what I watched this week. Oh, and I watched the first 10 minutes of Young Justice episode one. Adam, you and I are going to commiserate next podcast about that show, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, just keep watching. It It has its ups and downs. It's it's okay for the most part. Well, I, just, I'm... I can't rewatch Justice League Unlimited anymore. I have to watch Young Justice. So that's, that's... I'm 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 rewatching Original Justice League right now. I don't really like Original Justice League. I like Justice League Unlimited because they have all the all the like ancillary characters, which are the really fun characters. Plus the like the Neon Skull or whatever his name is that comes up in season two of Unlimited is just such a cool character. Like that character design is so nineties. Oh, the like ghost guy or whatever that's constantly like he's no, got like that. a neon green. Skull flaming skull and he works for luthor oh okay yeah no, I he, he works for grob and then he works for luthor spoiler yeah. alert can I, I i did watch something else can i i remember you guys talking about this i watched the first half season of last man on earth yeah and does it get better no <laughs> no it's kind it was, of just middle it, ground it, the whole time the characters super so unlikable. good it was so good, and then it just took such a nosedive, and I don't know if I want to finish it or not. I mean, it's worth finishing, but it's definitely one of those shows where the character never changes his ways, and 
it just becomes really infuriating. I'd imagine Adam. it's even more stressful to watch all in one sitting as opposed to week to week like I was watching it. But yeah, it's uh, it's not the best show on television for sure. You should watch Adam, Jack Horseman. You should watch the rest of it if you have the amount of free time that Matt does. I kind of do. And I have an Android box. So I've literally, like, I, my, what I gave you for what I watched this week is like a drop in the fucking bucket of what I've actually watched <laughs> this week. Then watch Bojack Horseman, man. It's great. I, I watched a couple episodes of it. <laughs> that is Dr. Giggles. Next week, we're going to be talking about frailty. But just as in case you didn't know from the previous episodes, you can always check us out on our Facebook group or our Reddit page at Our Horror Club or check out Geekscape or our Twitter account. They're all great places to chat with us. Maybe not so much the Twitter account, but the Facebook group specifically is pretty great. Always, you can shoot us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know. Tell us about the, the shittiest thing that ever happened to you at the doctor's office. I don't know. We... <laughs> We've been talking about dicks for the last three weeks, and no one's been sending any, so I guess we needed to choose a new plan of attack. Or or somebody send me an argument that there was a wiener that got thrown, ding-dong, that got thrown there was, in Castle there were, If there was a ding-dong rip in Castle Freak, yeah. I'm pretty sure that his dong was gone years before, because there's no blood there. I was going to say, I sent you the link, right, to the Flophouse Wikipedia page about ding-dong gate, where people could yeah. not... <laughs> and not conclude either way. All right, well, that is it. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, check out next week with Frailty. mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made so we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors check us out at undiscover scripts movies made of paper wherever you get your podcasts free you're listening to the geekscape network 